Hi homies, I'm Ale, you're listening to Three Homegirls, No Gun, where we explain all points of views on gun violence prevention. Have a great time listening. Hi, I'm Julia Matamoros, I'm in 10th grade, attending to Franklin High School, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Hello everyone, I'm Jeremy Luxoto, I am a junior at Huntington Park High, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Hi everyone, I'm Ale, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm a junior at Franklin High School. Hello everyone, so it's like the current holidays and we're all excited. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted holidays. to quickly, yeah, I just wanted to quickly introduce our agenda for today. So basically today we'll be covering um, a main topic, which is revolving around um, gun violence. We'll be um, covering three big topics that just revolve around schools and gun violence. So. First of all, Ali's going to introduce um, school shootings and then it's going to go to me, which um, is going to be about police officers being able to carry uh, or stay armed during schools. And then um, Judy's going to talk about public school to prison pipeline, which is also going to connect back to mine. With gain all with the shootings that happened in schools, all of our information it comes from Everytown Research, which is a great database if you're ever looking for a gun violence information. So, and we also wanted to quickly um, let you guys know that um, in today's um, topic, we're going to be including a lot of statistical information as well as um, personal experiences. I just want to acknowledge that though school shootings are backed up by the media a lot and they are, they do get a lot of coverage. There is a multitude of other gun violence that happens in the U.S. and within our communities. And one, one example is suicide. And to piggyback off off of what Alice said, we are going to be providing resources because I know these times could be tough, especially with COVID, off of that seasonal depression, and then finals week, all in one. Here's a suicide um, prevention hotline, 800-273-8255. And off of that, we're providing a Trevor um hotline it's 1-800-66-488-7386 yes and with that we can go into the school shootings so what i found was actually that active school shooter drills are associated with an increase in depression so that's a 39 percent increase and then you have stress and anxiety which is 42 percent and psychological health problems which is 23%, which is crazy because we do school shooting drills all the time. All the time. I mean, exactly. Right now we're not in our like physical school, but that's crazy. Like and it's like, imagine true. how these kids are feeling like and we do this very often. Like mm-hmm. imagine how and, much anxiety. And not just that, like that's actually like weight to their back because school on top of that is already stressing and now the 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 rates are just going even higher because of the the, the drills mm-hmm. and imagine all the adrenaline like in the moment because from my experience they're like all of a sudden so basically they're kind of unorganized and they like all have us rush into like one place and they're like come on hurry up what would you do if there was like actually one yeah and then sometimes it just it doesn't even feel like it's like a drill like sometimes you're like is this real is this fake like yeah. you don't even know if, like whether to be prepared whether to be scared so it's it i can agree like it's it it's really stressing like it gets yeah. hectic too, yeah. like because our parents are like 
I feel bad for you guys because like back in our days, like we only had like like fire drills and like earthquake drills, never something like extreme like this. Yeah. And even in this, and I get it. Okay, I get it. Like you want the kids to react as if it was real. You want them to be prepared. But at the same time, I need to know that this is not happening right now. Like I need to know there is not a shooter on campus, that there is no active shooting where I go to school. That's not something that should be up for debate. Like, oh, should we tell the kids it's a drill or should we not tell the kids? Obviously tell us. Like I get they it. wait till like the end and they're yes. like, just kidding guys. They're like, I'm playing. Or sometimes we'll have like surprise school shooting drills and even the teachers are, what the heck is happening? What is going on? You know? And Yeah, it's like it's we're so all stressful. lost at one point. They're like, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, I didn't, I didn't get, um, I wasn't aware of this. And then some teachers like take it to the extreme. They're like, if you want to go to the bathroom, you have to use a trash can, a bucket. <laughs> I remember this one time when we actually had that bomb threat at school, and someone had to pee really bad, and we didn't have anything, and we we're like, well, there's a bucket. I don't know if you want to pee in the bucket or not, but. I don't know what else to give you, man. Like, and can't and, go to the restroom. Yeah. And that's really, uh, that's actually really bad. Like, I feel like sometimes um, there's actually many schools that are under-resourced. So, like, when that comes in, it's, like, really bad. Like, what's going to happen? Like, if there's an actual, um, you know, an actual shooting, like, what's going to occur? Like, you're going to have the, the students freaking out and, you know, like, just panicking, getting more stressed on top of that. And I just feel like sometimes um, schools are really unprepared when it comes to situations like this exactly like like covid like how many times schools were not yes. prepared for this oh my and, god you know, lsd like, with covid <laughs> no yeah. i feel like they yeah, did such a was, horrible <laughs> job like preparing yeah, all and like, they wanted us to go back yeah they're like, like sorry do you like the should we kids? let them should we let them anyways Yes, I do agree that the school shooting drills are like really unorganized. There's this time where like they're like announcing it, I guess. And it was like a surprise one, like Alice said. And I'm like a really jumpy person. So like everybody was like on lockdown mode. And I was like, wait, is this real? And like, I'm like very, I got diagnosed with like panic attack disorder. And I was like on the verge of having one. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to call my mom right now. Yeah, because that's the first thing when you hear something like that. Like, I need to call my mom. I need to tell my dad. I need to help tell them what's going on. I didn't just find out, oh, it's just a drill. Wow, could have told me that. It's really sad how they've, like, incorporated these things in, like, the entertainment industry. Like, on Netflix, there's a short film and it's about a girl who dies in a school shooting and her parents are really devastated. It's like an emotional roller coaster. Oh, yeah. And then they show happens, the girl, I love you. Yeah. And then they show the girl texting her parents and like, oh, it just gives me chills talking about it because that's our reality right now. I remember when I first saw that film, I was like, I was in tears. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that did not just happen. Like, they really just 
did that and yeah like, you and could tell it's gonna happen when you read the thing yeah exactly but then when and you actually saw it and you were just like wow you're just like wow what happened and i feel like what's most impacting is like that the, our parents send us to school like having you know teachers and administration how like handing our their kids to them you know like like giving them like all responsibility and when it comes to situations like this it's just it's just it's really impacting so i think it's really it's really sad yeah, and then surprisingly, eight out of 50 states do not require school shooting drills. And us living in Los Angeles, California, actually, they, the state doesn't require require them, which is surprising that both of our schools do them so much. But I find it funny because they say and they like imply that LESD has a lot of money, but somehow we're always under-resourced. And like, it comes back to the little things like the organization of school shooting drills. Like, what are we supposed to do? And on top of that, our teachers and our staff always tell us, you could rely on us, like you're just kids. But when the actual situation like comes to hand, they're like, you guys are young adults. You guys can handle this, mm-hmm. like be prepared. Act like adults, don't be mature about it. And you're, like, okay, yeah, you want me to rely on you because I'm with you more than I'm with my parents throughout the day. But then when it comes down to it, you're like, oh, fend for yourself. <laughs> you're on your own now. Exactly. And like, that's like basically like, it sucks because like, you know, like you're over here, they're over here telling us like, oh, like grow up. And then when, when it comes to time, like it's like that was actual like, like something's occurring at our schools. Like they're over here, like more scared than us. And it's just like, how, how, how do you think a student feel like um, seeing that they're scared and they can't, they can't help us when they told us that they're going to be there for us? Exactly. Thankfully, a lot of my teachers haven't done that. They've been really like, okay, calm down. Come down, guys. He's like, it's just a drill. And they've, you know, they've been transparent about it, which I absolutely like applaud because yes, thank you. Thank you for being transparent about that this is a drill and that it's not an actual situation, though we should be prepared. It's not worth us having panic attacks over. And then I want to like include that there's like a lot of shadow work to why people get the need to i know it's like a cruel and a very cruel intention but like just including the fact that public schools are under resourced like i've seen tiktoks about how like under resourced public schools are and they're like wait like i thought this how like i thought this how school was like supposed to be so like schools don't provide some schools don't provide therapy or check up on your mental health and they act like all those like extracurriculars and your grades are like much more important than your mental health and then something like that happens where somebody blows up and just like puts the whole school at risk and that's very scary even people that you wouldn't suspect that would do that it still happens you don't know everybody's situation exactly and i feel like yeah like we don't sometimes um the schools don't just don't take it or don't acknowledge like that we're not everything does not revolve around just school like some people have other responsibilities to get home to some people even work to take out their family like some people and like some people have to like they use school as a getaway like 
they use school as a place to get food or as a place just to be relieved and stress-free and coming to mm-hmm. something like this it's even worse and not having the support by anyone else besides school like your school be, is really sad school should be a sanctuary for kids and they even like they even make us know that where the school's liability like they make us sign waivers and forms and they're like oh like if you need any resources we're here yeah every school in my opinion should have a safe space somewhere where it's not you're not focused focus on your academics or your extracurriculars it's like take a moment to breathe regroup because most of the time when you're having a panic attack they tell you go in the hallway get a drink of water and walk around walk around and the majority of the time that doesn't work exactly you're in the hallway for like the whole period because you can't calm down you're still in that space like and sometimes you can't even get up because of how nervous you are mm-hmm. exactly exactly um thankfully like there's been i've heard situations of many schools being able to provide the like the um, therapy or just some si- some type of sanctuary like to help these students but i've heard others like schools not being able to provide that be- because of being um low income or under resourced which is sad like my school was able to, to thankfully provide it but now that covid is like going on how does this even work like it's really hard to physically get a student to talk to you about their problems um physically on camera or just turning on their their mic like it's like really it's it's just frightening for them and you don't know how their situation at home is you don't know how they feel about themselves so having them do all of this during covid is it's just really sad so i'm thankful that some schools have provided that for their students but obviously it's really sad how school other schools are not being able to provide that and then like on top of that um i've noticed that in a lot of like predominantly black or brown areas like per- where there's people of color there's school police and they often pick on like certain groups of people like troubled youth and school counselors and like the principal they don't bother to ask is there a reason why you're acting out like this and then that goes to show like how institutionalized and how regulated regulated we are at school like we're stereotyped they, yeah like yeah, just because of how you're basically. how you look or um what color you are does not mean that you're um, more mischievous or the most person to lead trouble and i mean that can basically lead to our next topic which is um the topic of police officers being able to stay armed in school and i feel like it caused a lot of trauma within different schools and my school it's it's really it's really bad because you know i've seen officers carry guns and it's just it's really scary because you know like what if there's a situation where a student is like talking to a police officer and he sees it differently and his first obviously his first instinct is going to be oh let me pull out my gun because he's feeling threatened so it's just really scary like you know like i personally feel like um that should be taken away like it should be limited it should not be something that should always be there because it's really scary like you feel uncomfortable exactly and why should you be feeling uncomfortable for people that should be um taking care of you and should be there to keep you safe so i think it's really bad like having that yeah and i think what a lot of people think about school police is that they're going to prevent situations from happening and that's not the case what prevents situations from happening is um community community programs making sure your your students 
are they have food, they have water, they have a safe environment at home, and they have a space to go to when they're not gonna be like、um, ridiculed for acting a certain way. When they don't bother asking, is something wrong? What's going on? Like, you know. And then, like, to go on top of that, they don't. They're like so quick to be harassed, like students. And then school should be like a sanctuary, as I said. But what people don't understand,、um, specifically staff, is that before you're quick to judge. Like we have a way to go about things, and like people might might not have healthy coping methods, so that's why they're acting that way. And then they don't even bother to ask, like, "Hey, what's going on at home? Hey, like, how, like, how do you feel about these classes? How do you, how safe do you feel with people harassing you at school?" Is the thing. Exactly. Like when I see the police officer, I'm not gonna go over them and be like, "Hey, police officer, my best bet." Like, no, I'm not gonna do that. If you're on first name basis with the police officer, like that's not good at our school. No, it's not. It's not. They're not seen as someone that you can just walk up to, and be like, "Hey," you know, and be be cool with. Um. Personally, like. It's not my personal experience, but I have been with my friends when this has happened.、Um, school police officers oftentimes arrest students when that's like that shouldn't be like a regulated law, because in reality,、um, our school police officers say, or our principals say, our officers are here to protect us, but. How? Why are they harassing us if they're supposed to prevent something? Oftentimes,、um, students are the first ones to be harassed, and people just don't know how to talk. That's like the main issue. Us as kids, we're like very misunderstood, and we're trying to just get by. So for adults, like not to realize what's happening is very frustrating. Yeah, and the fact that like sometimes they they don't how you said earlier they don't take into consideration what's going on, and going back to the research, adding more of what I was saying. So basically,、um, the children that are exposed to violence, they basically suffer depression, how I said anxiety and post traumatic um stress disorder, which can lead them to fa- be failing in school, be treating be um you know mistreating others or feeling like they don't belong in this world. So that's what. I wanted to say because it's just like sometimes、um, staff members they don't take into consideration that you know these students are they have stuff going on. We're we're human. We all have things going on, and just because、um, you are seen you just a person of color or you're dressing like you know like a little like a whatever they call it a chola or cholo that does not identify who you are. There's people that like to express themselves in different ways. I like dressing, however I like dressing, and people, other people would like dressing however they dress, and that doesn't identify who they are or what they do in life. Exactly. So that's why I'm just like, it's bad. Like this should be addressed. Like people shouldn't be discriminated how they look, how they whatever, how they stare, how they how they look at other people. Like it, that should not determine who you are as a person. So I feel like how. Both both of you guys said earlier, you know, like they should always be, you know, checking in with these kids, asking them how's school going, like what's what's making you feel this way, what's making you get this anger towards other people, because that it just 
makes an impact they're gonna be like oh these people actually care for me they're not just here to you know bug me and constantly be picking at me mm -hmm. do you guys like honestly do you guys feel safe knowing that there is an armed police on school grounds honestly i don't because even when we had that bomb threat at school it wasn't and they say oh we have the officers on campus so it's quicker to get to you guys the officer was not looking like searching for the bomb it was the administrators and every time because teachers can get sued if they touch a kid like if they're breaking up a fight or anything the officer is not they're not he's not breaking up the fight it's always teachers always like what yeah what? and i've actually i've seen that at my school as well whenever there's like mobs or, or like um like fightings it's always teachers administration that are quick to acknowledge what's going on and that's when they call the police officers like shouldn't a police officer be roaming around the school you know seeing the activity but it, why is it always the teachers and the administration and the staff members breaking up these fights like isn't that basically their job there to be protecting us to not be hurting each other in any way i remember that um at our school me and alice school at franklin there's like these two girls going at it like for five minutes and they're like i'm gonna fight you no i'm gonna fight you and like just to mention it was in the quad where the police stands 24 7 and they were like going at it for five minutes and the school police like never bothered to even say hey break it up it was um if i'm mistaken it was either the principal or the um vice principal it was either one of those two but it was the vice principal yeah like that just goes to show that like um i don't know if i'm being insensitive but like the school police don't like really care about us i feel like they're just there to like you know get their money up yeah exactly and then even with education and law enforcement and everything education in los angeles is so underfunded but then you see how much the police officers like the law enforcement is being funded and you're it's mind-boggling like the united states praises itself it prizes their education system but look at los angeles their second biggest school district we're it's so under-resourced exactly as we get they don't They're like time. I haven't exactly and and that can go back to when we were talking about how they were so unprepared for COVID. Like we were really under resourced. They didn't have enough laptops for kids. Like how were kids even accessing school websites? Like or even getting into class. Even you know communication is always key. These students didn't even have a phone. How were they able to access their class? And they were blaming us for not being on top of our work. Like we don't have laptops. Not other. Not all of us were um able to have the opportunity to have money and be able to buy laptops and phones and all that so it was just really sad like it's always been really sad like how the fact that we've always been really under resourced and i know many people many um i mean schools that lay around here in the la community that are actually more funded than the la district which is humongous this thing is humongous it's like over like i think 40 schools huh or less i don't know yeah i'm not sure but i don't don't, don't tag me if i'm wrong but um it has obviously like more than like 10 schools i know that so when i come to when i talk to people from other around the schools they're like oh you know like um we we've been getting macbook errors and i'm just like 
what we barely even have enough um laptops for at our school we barely even have like you know changed the toilet paper at my school like that's something that should always be there sanitary should always be there and we still don't have the access of that it's just really sad like how we don't get the funds that we should be needing and and i feel like that can target back to us like feeling you know bad about the, ourselves like oh you know like my school doesn't care about me because they don't they don't want to give me a laptop or they don't want to access me to what i need and also um adding on to that during this time when COVID came they were unable to like access the help for the students of um special needs like these students couldn't get enough resources that they needed to you, there's families that had students of special needs and they couldn't even access zoom calls because they didn't know how like there's families that needed to work 24 7 to even help their kids and how was how was the times for them like this just really exhausting really bad really sad and then they make us feel so like needy when we ask for defunding for the police and then they're like oh you want defunding like we're gonna defund the wrong things where people mm -hmm. really do need help like i saw that they wanted to defund the special victims unit and like as a girl that made me feel very uncomfortable because like um like sexual assault rates are very high in women and especially women of color so just like just the fact that we have to ask like it has to come from kids that we need defunding to fund our schools better and then they say LAUSD does try their best and we do fund a lot of money but where is that money going and do they even document where that money goes and like if so like um who does it go to and who is it managed by exactly because I know at Franklin we don't always have toilet paper in the restroom or we don't always have hand like wipe wipes in the wipes in the classroom hand sanitizer in the classroom and the fact that teachers have to ask their students hey can you donate tissues to my class is absurd but the constant we the one constant we have at school is the police officer there it's always there exactly and i i've had that since i was a kid you know like if you have the ability to bring some pencils into class you know do so but how why should you be asking the students like this should go to the administration why us like sometimes after school i would be walking with like a group of friends and like you know we all had our own style like most of us dressed with like dickies and like plain t-shirts and like having the idea that like a police car was like rolling by you that made us very paranoid like even though that we weren't doing anything wrong like i do really good in school um i'm like i'm involved in school but like even knowing that like a school police was like rolling by us or kind of like you know kind of following us it kind of like disturbs me it kind of just like irked me out i was like what it just makes me feel uncomfortable and like overall like having a school police does not make me feel safe at all yeah exactly the fact that they just follow students around but when they're like at franklin there is a fight that is literally happening in front of him and the officer didn't stop it at all that's mind-boggling that's absurd and then they like to provoke students i want to include that that should be very talked about because personally i've seen like our school officer provoke our students like hey man like 
expect a reaction if you're gonna like provoke somebody to do something and they're like hey what are you doing like are you gonna try to do this and then next thing you know what they end up in handcuffs mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i've actually seen this more actually what's what's more sad is the fact that i've seen it's more in low-income communities when do you ever see this roaming um police roaming like consistently over like white neighborhoods or other yeah, colors like other people me in glendora i was i went there for like a middle for a year middle school and all of my elementary school and even in the middle school nobody was being followed around it, yeah and and you t- you click it back over here to like our los angeles area or like compton watts all of this there's constantly polices every corner of schools when students are coming out of class they always like they're finding they're trying to see a problem and i feel like that's what's like really impacts the students are like oh like what are we doing why are we being followed why is there a cop in every corner of our school like what does this have to do with us just because we're people of color does not mean we're going to be provoking or doing something that we shouldn't be yeah and one memory that really stands out to me the couple times we saw a police officer in glendora a bunch of kids ran up to him and they're like, can I have a sticker? Can I have a sticker? And then, whereas in Highland Park, they're there all the time. And it's really just like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, <laughs> I am not going to talk to you. We're more scared than inspired by police. And like, yeah, we fall under the stereotype as people who are scared of police because like, we don't have a reason not to be. And like, what I found out is that school police or police in general like they only patrol like big events in colleges even though if they're like in under-resourced areas my brother and his girlfriend are currently in college and they say we've never had a problem with police like they're not even there but how come there's always police in like under-resourced areas like ours in a high school and the fact that we're patrolled daily why are we even patrol daily if we're like if they say we're just kids exactly because they're people are so quick to say you're a kid you're still in high school but then when it's the other way around it's like you're not a kid anymore and i'm going to put you in handcuffs exactly and i've actually seen that like when once it comes to a situation where they're arguing or something's going on they come to say you're an adult you need to grow up why are you doing all this stuff like but a day ago you're telling me i was a child still like it does not make sense yes the double standard it's crazy and then they contradict themselves and we like they take this as talking back and like we try to correct them for what they did say in the past and then that leads to something more you know because like we can't even like speak for ourselves or that's considered talking back and that that like creates like a bigger situation that doesn't make me feel safe at all because oftentimes school police like the staff tell us oh like know your rights like say what you have to say speak out for yourself but when we do we're like hushed we're like oh like you're just a kid like you don't know what you're saying yeah and then even with that it's i'm not gonna talk back and correct someone who i know has a gun like why are you carrying a gun around the school campus no first of all a gun should always be the last resort always it shouldn't even come to your mind 
let me go for my gun. No, it shouldn't happen. And um, like I found out that like, yeah, like knowing that there's a school police on grounds that has a gun with them actually like pressures us more and makes us like feel more institutionalized and more stressed. And then, um, well, like school should be a sanctuary for everybody, but sadly, like in um, predominantly black and brown neighborhoods were oftentimes harassed. But the thing that like really bewilders me is that how come LAPD is like highly resourced and like they get so much funding, but they can't even pay for background checks for school police that want to carry guns that like that just confuses me. Exactly. And with that funding, they're only in training for six months. That's crazy. You're going to let someone uphold the law and carry a gun and walk around the neighborhood and at schools. But then you're only going to put them in training for six months. In other countries, police officers are in training for years. It's like the one of the hardest things to become. And it'd be reasonable if like it was training and, you know, like you still have to like like a teacher, like you still have to get, build yourself up. You still have to like, um, like for example, in this case, you would like not be able to carry a gun yet. And then with more training, you can carry a gun, but it's not like that. There's like how you said, there's six months of training and then immediately you could be working at a school or be a security carrying a gun and having people basically like carrying people in your hands. Like basically yeah. these people are, are you're in charge of these people. Yeah, I get it, The L- like within the LAPD, there's tiers you don't start off um patrolling you start off like either in the jails or somewhere or in clothes but then you make it out into you know like the patrolling and everything but still there needs to be a longer training period besides those six months and like the fact that like us as youth we consider school an institution because it's basically built like one and then school police start out like in schools where it's under where like it's under resourced. How come like they start out in schools like ours? Like that just goes to show that we are under resourced, and like it might go to show that like oh we're supposedly quote unquote a bad neighborhood because yes, um, police do start out and like um, neighborhoods that have like bad reputations. Exactly. But that then that comes to show, like, for example, like, why can't they be at other schools, like private institutions? Like, what does that come to show that they don't have enough training to be able to be there? Like, then why are you throwing it to us? And then I just wanted to quickly, like, pop in to, like, tell you guys, our viewers, that obviously we're, we're telling you guys these things off of our opinion just because we're saying it. We don't want, obviously, guys, like, we're not forcing you guys to change your opinion. We're just giving you guys insights of what we believe is right. So we don't want you guys to be thinking, oh, like, they're saying this, so I'm going to follow it. Like, obviously, you do your research as well. We did our research, so we're informed in a way of what we believe is best right for us. So that's why we're informing you guys in a way of our perspective. We're not making you guys um, change your decisions or change your opinion on certain things. We're just come here to inform and advise you guys of our personal experiences or what we believe is best right for us. Yeah, the majority of what um, of what we're talking about today does come from our own experiences, which is the majority of the time the low a low income community that is under resourced. 
and that has seen a lot of these situations happen. I wanted to quickly add the things that I have been saying is based off the topic about how the public school to prison pipeline works. And then I just wanted to incorporate that like, um, I'm mainly like tying with Jamilex because just like having school police on our, like on our campuses, it does make us feel institutionalized and more regulated because that's like having like um, a police that works like in a county jail. Like, why do we need polices? Yeah, it's like making us feel targeted. Like we are criminals. Like we should not feel like that. Like the police should be there to just take care of us, you know, to simply be there for an incident. But I feel like at times all they come for is hoping for an incident. Like, oh, I know there's going to be something here, but why should they feel like that? Like, we, we don't we have not done anything just because we're brown and come from these heritages does not mean that we're going to be criminals and, you know, be doing all these things that they suppose we are. The thing that's like very saddening is sometimes that these like, these police like do come from different ethnic backgrounds like some might be brown some might be black but they're also quick to like stereotype their own um ethnicity group and I feel like it's just because like you know that's the way that the system is programmed hopefully it does change one day but I have seen a lot of changes over the course of the past few months, but during school, even with all those incidents and even with all those walkouts and like voices trying to be heard by students, I feel like it was just like a never ending cycle, like nothing really changed. Mm, exactly. Yeah, and I just wanted to say, obviously, like, um, there's obviously going to be some police officers that don't take into consideration what's going on, but there's obviously going to be some that are really considerate and they actually are informed that are not going to be discriminating others upon how they look stereotyping all of this just because one does it i shouldn't say that all do it because i know there's some amazing and helpful police officers out there that are actually caring for us yeah going into what john lex says there are some good individuals but what we're trying to target is that the whole institution needs to be changed the institution that a lot of these police officers work for it's racist. Exactly. And it stereotypes and it um, targets. And that shouldn't be a thing that happens with, especially within our school system that we go to Monday through Friday, is 7 a.m. through 3 p.m. And we're there, we're there to learn, we're there. And we're children. We're children. We're still growing up. We don't, we're still influencing ourselves we're still realizing what's going on you know we're still growing up we're not fully adults we're not fully inspected of life of what's going on so when it comes to situations like this i feel like it should be addressed now before we actually grow up and you know we're like what like what was going on like why did this happen it's better to change make change now than never exactly and the brain doesn't we don't fully develop until we're 23 years old that's when the brain stops to de developing and for them to be like, well, you're an adult now. It's like, excuse you. <laughs> My brain is still developing up here. <laughs> it's just like sad to say that like from our personal experience, we, we basically have like, we've basically had more bad encounters than good encounters or like we see more bad things than good things. But I'm pretty sure everybody's like, um familiar with the term all cops are bastards but with that 
has to say is that the system is bastardized. It's not saying that every person is like a bad seed because like obviously there's going to be some good people in this world and some bad people in this world. The thing is, the thing that's just like a little bit more scary is that our topic is gun violence and gun violence prevention. And like the first thing that sparked up in our minds in this episode is how our school system works and police carrying guns on campus. Like there has to be like something in our subconscious that's like obviously telling us something's wrong. Exactly, and then within that, how there's so many shootings that happen at schools and how under-resourced communities are the ones that are getting hit with it the most. Like, Targeted. Even though yeah, exactly. We're black the- students pre- represent 15%, 15% of the total K through 12 school population. They make up 25% of K through 12, K through 12 victims of gun violence, of gunfire at school. That is absurd. That's crazy that that happens to um, students who are black so much because they only make up 50%. Wrapping up this very serious topic, by the way, thank you guys for your input. That was an amazing conversation. But um, I just wanted to put like a quick little PSA out there. Like we're here to make a change and we're we're basically speaking upon these topics because we do feel like we have strong voices and we're more heard. Um, we're more heard out because we're younger. So I want to say that we're here to make a change, but not generalize anybody. Of course. And how I, how Julie said, thank you for joining us today on this amazing topic. It's something that should be really addressed and changed. And we just once again wanted to say that obviously these are our opinions. We just came here to inform you with some statistical information, of course, um, some personal information that that we have from prior knowledge. And yeah, we hope you guys had an amazing time listening to us talk about this situation, which should be addressed. And hopefully you guys um, join the movement as well. Yeah, 100%. And this is Three Homegirls, No Gun. Happy holidays, guys. It's almost Christmas. Christmas. And happy New Year. Guys, this is our um, last episode before the New Year. Happy New Year, guys. New Year. New Year. Woohoo. Hey. All right. Bye. Yeah, so this is 300Girls, No Guns. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and keep up with our Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts where we upload every other Tuesday except the holidays. Thank you so much for having thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and stay safe. Bye.